Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 vets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Now that's a poor dog. Good Saturday morning and happy December 12th, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, that's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Call me right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors with your dogs and cats. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 277-KFNX, 602 602- Two seven seven five three six nine. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll free at eight six six five three six eleven hundred. And you know what? We're gonna go straight to the phones right now. Um, let's go ahead and talk. I believe we've got Peggy in Tucson on the line. Peggy, welcome to Pet Talk today. Good morning, Will. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, except I have a, a 10-year-old hybrid husky that um, she's very emotional and needy, and she's only been our dog for about six years. She was our son's dog before that. Uh-huh. And um, when we leave the house, she unfortunately pees on the carpet, and it's an on-and-off thing, but it's getting to the point of where I'm just kind of over it. <laughs> Sure. Nobody likes uh, their animals using the house as a toilet. Exactly. Exactly. And she's also started a little bit of countertop surfing, too, and grabbing mail and tearing it up and leaving it on the floor. So I'm looking at, I think, separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just, she's very emotional and needy, and she's sweet and smart and fun, And but I need some help. <laughs> sure. No, and, and this happens a lot with a lot of people. And one of the things that we're finding, too, we're getting a lot more separation anxiety with COVID because uh, a lot of folks, they were you know, working at the office or they had their own business that was outside of their home that they're going to, and they didn't spend as much time at home. Now, that might not be the situation for you, but I bring this up because, again, I'm getting lots of calls about separation anxiety. They've increased since uh, uh, COVID-19. A lot of people are staying home with their pets and they get too enmeshed with them. You know, when we have to socially distance, when we as human beings, and you know, we're pretty much social animals. Yeah, not all of us are social butterflies. But when we have to isolate ourselves and when we can't get out, um, we've reached to our pets for a little more uh, emotional comfort. 
mm-hmm. and well-being and um the pets get closer to us. So what seems like a wonderful thing in the beginning can make things more difficult. Um now I know that might not be your exact case Peggy, but the biggest thing is we have to when we are home not engage those dogs too much. Okay. All right. They become very needy. And we've got to let them be dogs. You know, one of the things they come up to us, uh, they start pawing at us maybe when we're sitting in the chair or sitting on the couch or in the kitchen. Maybe we're watching TV or working on the computers and they come pawing at us or they stick their nose under our elbow and they start nudging our arm. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And wanting our attention. And what happens is, is that, uh, of course, we immediately comply. You know, we pet the dog, you know, we, we start talking. But that teaches the dog to be even more needy. It teaches them ah. that they can, you know, go ahead and call the shots, okay? And then all of a sudden when they don't have that, okay, now they're having anxiety. So we want to decrease the amount of attention that we're giving them right now at home because we need to prepare some of these dogs, you know, when we go back to work, uh, when, when we get vaccinated and, and we, you know, don't have to shut things down as much, you know, a lot of these dogs are going to have problems. So the one thing you start to do is when you are home, don't give as much attention. Let them be dogs. Okay. Let them well, be dogs. Well, she spends most of her day outside in the sun sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what the weather's doing. Sure. But other than that, I've been home since July because I, I was in the hospital for a little bit yeah. because of a surgery. Mm-hmm. So, but she spends most of her day outside mm-hmm. and you... she's really attached to my husband. Okay. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is that we need to go ahead and we need to get that attachment that might be a little bit unhealthy and we need to um, get the dog to start having more self-confidence. And, and one of the things that we do with that is, you know, don't engage the dog so much, okay? But okay. let's talk real quickly about the potty training and the destructive behavior, okay? Whether okay. it's separation anxiety or not. Number one rule, the dog has to be in your eyesight so you have the ability to give a correction in the act as it occurs. Or if that can't be the case, you have to crate or confine your dog so it can't engage in that behavior. Okay. If the dogs are getting away with peeing in the house, if they're getting away with being destructive, counter surfing, doing things like that, and there's not a consequence, they are not going to learn not to do it. Okay. Okay. The second thing is with the potty training, go back and start things from scratch. You need to start taking the dog outside. You need to be positively reinforcing when your dog's going to the bathroom in the right spot by giving very high value food rewards. And I do that for several weeks, okay? Okay. Um and and you might have to do it even longer, but until you know that, you know, you're not having accidents for about a month or so, you need to confine your dog when you can't watch it. And that means even when uh, you know, an important phone call comes in and you can't watch your dog. You got to tell the person on the phone, Hey, hold on one second. And you grab your dog. You go ahead and put your dog in a crate. You go ahead and, and confine your dog somewhere where they won't have an accident. Okay. okay. Well, and you know what? I, it's like she does it because she's mad at us. Well, they do it when they're anxious. Okay. They, they're not necessarily mad at you. They don't hold grudges or anything like that, but they could be <laughs> anxious, you know, um, 
and, and, and sometimes it's a it's a, a marking thing. But I guarantee you, the bottom line is this: regardless of what the ideology and the root cause is, um, the dog thinks it's okay to go in the house. Okay. And that's got to change. And the only way it's going to change: supervise, have the dog in your eyesight so you can correct in the act, or confine so that the dog doesn't get away with it without a consequence. And then you've got to start potty training the dog again by going outside and rewarding every single correct act. Oh, cool. I can do that. Okay. And then as far as the counter surfing, start to uh, set your dog up. You know, take a little piece of bologna and stick it on the counter and let a little of it, little bit of it hanging off the, <laughs> the side. But have a leash on your dog and walk by it. And as your dog goes to try to get it, you know, you can give a correction with a good firm no. Okay. That doesn't work. Then give a little bit of leash pressure with that no. Okay. You want to do what I call the rule of three. And that is you're going to either get three corrections or three wins. If the dog doesn't take the bait, you're going to reward the dog because we got a reward too. We can't just correct. Okay. I can do that. Try those things, Peggy, and then do us a favor. Give us a call back. Let us know how that's working, okay? But I will. Again, I definitely number will. Number one thing, supervisor can find. Talk to your friends in Tucson. Let them know that we're here and they can listen to us too. I definitely will. I thank you so much and you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Peggy. Appreciate Take that. Take care. Bye-bye. So we're here taking your calls. My name is Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, uh, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, uh, give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 602- 277-5369-602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free 866-536-1100. We've got to take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors, but when we get back, we will be talking to Shauna and we'll be talking to Roxanne and answering their pet behavior and training questions. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up 
with your pets just not listening to you. Well, that's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Call me right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. And we're going to go back to the phones. We've got Shauna in Phoenix. Shauna, welcome to Pet Talk today. How can I help you? Hello. Hi. I have a one-year-old dog. He is a miniature dachshund. Uh-huh. Um, and I got him during quarantine, so he's not fully used to being left alone every day. But since I got him, I've been working on leaving him alone in a crate, you know, mm-hmm. little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, I got complaints from my upstairs neighbors last week that they could hear him whining mm-hmm. through the, like, and the whole time that I'm gone and I had to take him to the vet because he started hurting himself when he's in the crate. Mm-hmm. But if I don't crate him up, he chews things up. Sure. Um, so that's part one. And then part two, he also, my vet recommended taking him to doggy daycare, mm-hmm. but I took him to a facility um, yesterday to do a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And the woman said that he just snapped at other dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never really been socialized with other dogs, so yeah. I'm not sure how to go about socializing mm-hmm. him with other dogs to potentially be able to bring him to doggy daycare if necessary. Sure. Okay, got it. Well, let's talk about a couple things. Um, when we're talking about separation anxiety and when we've got a dog that is actually you know, hurting itself when we mm-hmm. go ahead and you know, put it in a crate – That's a very, very severe form of separation anxiety. Yeah, we've got dogs and puppies out there that have separation anxiety, but most of them are not frantically hurting themselves, okay? And, you know, 90% of the dogs that we train at my company, Phoenix Dog Training, um, have fear issues, separation anxiety, other anxiety issues, aggression issues, okay? Um, and so that's most of what we do. Um, mm-hmm. There's about maybe seven, well, first of all, about 30% of all dogs out there have separation anxiety. And okay. r- roughly 7% of those dogs, it's going to be very severe. And what we found through testing, okay, through research hospitals and in veterinary uh, you, hospitals that have uh, university uh, hospitals where, where they have vet schools. They've studied these dogs, and we found that there's a, a link to the ones that are very severe, and that's a serotonin deficiency. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these dogs need, in addition to training and behavior modification, they have to have behavioral medicine because that's one part. Training and behavior modification is not going to increase serotonin. And if that's a component, that's got to be addressed through medication. So he did get put on um, fluoxetine and trazodone last week. Okay, so with the fluoxetine, which is Prozac, that's just the generic name for it. Okay, um, 
the dosage guidelines are anywhere from one milligram per kilogram to two milligrams per kilogram. Mm-hmm. And it takes about four weeks for it to build up. You cannot effectively evaluate the therapeutic benefit of the medication until it's been in your for dog's system weeks. for four yeah. weeks, okay? If your dog was dosed less than two milligrams per kilogram and after four weeks you're not getting improvement, then you may have to increase that dose, okay? Um, with the trazodone, that's not going to really bring about any balance with the serotonin. It's going to more sedate your dog, okay? And that might be something that's helpful until the Prozac begins to kick in. Mm-hmm. But most people don't want their dogs uh, to be zombies, okay? Correct. And, and I don't know if your dog is like a zombie on the trazodone or not, but a lot of dogs will be he- pretty heavily sedated on that. Yeah. Okay? Um when you are able to start working with your dog because the edge comes off with this medication, the one thing I would begin to have you do is I would begin, do you, do you feed on a schedule or do you free feed? Um, I typically feed on a schedule, usually when I eat, like breakfast and dinner. Okay. So what I want you to begin to do is to feed your dog in the crate. Leave the door okay. open. Put the food in there. Okay, leave the food down for only five minutes in either your dog eats it or your dog doesn't eat it. Okay, and if it doesn't eat it, pick it up, put it back down at the next scheduled feeding. Your dog's not going to starve itself. We're going to start creating a positive association to begin with with that crate by feeding your dog in the crate. Okay, then what you can do throughout the day, throughout the evening is you can play a little game with with your dog and you can begin to just toss in very high value food rewards, little tiny pieces about the size of a pea. Okay. Cut, uh, cook chicken. It works great for a lot of dogs, unless your dog's got a chicken okay. allergy, okay? Um, little pieces. Toss it in the crate. As your dog goes in the crate, label the behavior kennel or crate, whatever you want to say. Start making the association with your dog getting in there with the word kennel or crate, and then your dog gets okay. a treat. So you're just doing that over and over and over. You know, Maybe do that 10 times in a row. If you can do that two or three times a day, just keep doing that over the next month. Okay. Keep feeding your dog in there over the next month. Okay. Um, then after that's going well and your dog loves that game, do it. Toss the food in there. The dog goes in there, say kennel, close the door. One, two, three, then open it and do that for a while and then lengthen the amount of time that the door is closed. Okay. Then after that, and it's comfortable for your dog, you'll close the door and you'll take 20 feet back, step back 20 feet. And do that for a while and add a little more time to it. And then you're adding more time. You're adding more distance, little by little by little. If your dog starts to get anxious, you've gone too far away, too quick, or you've put the dog in there for too long, too quick. Your dog wasn't ready. This is gradual and systematic desensitization, and you have to reward a lot, a lot, okay? So what do I do if I need to leave him alone then? before he's trained to really not be anxious about it. Yeah, and and that's a dilemma for a lot of folks, okay? Because we don't want, you know, your dog hurting itself. We don't want, you know, your dog uh, tearing up everything. And sometimes while you're going through this process of waiting for the medication to kick in and while you're doing the training, um, you might have to go ahead and find maybe a pet sitter to come in. Or I don't know if you've got friends or family that you can go ahead and have watch your dog, okay? It's a it's a dilemma. I'm not going to 
you know, tell you this is not a problem. You know, a lot of people, yeah. hey, they got to go to work. And what do I do? I've got a dog that, you know, is going to hurt itself. But the biggest thing, you know, I don't know how to help you with figuring out how you're going to manage that. That That's something yeah. where you got to find somebody, okay? Um, it'll get better, but it's just not going to get better today or tomorrow. This is something, you know, that's going to take, you know, take time. a month, two months, you know, um, if... If you find you've been working on this, you know, for, you know, six, eight weeks, things are not getting better and, and you're at, you know, an appropriate dose of the medication, you need to call, um, you need to call someone to help you and make sure you contact a behaviorist. Most dog trainers, um, they're great at helping people with heal, sit down, come, stay, you know, basic obedience stuff. And they're good with nuisance behaviors, when barking and jumping and things like that. But when it comes to the serious behaviors like serious fear, serious anxiety, serious separation anxiety, serious aggression, um, that's when you call a behaviorist and have a behaviorist help you. Um, contact your vet. That's the first thing that you need to do. Um, and then you need to also get your dog around other dogs in close proximity where your dog's not freaking out. Doesn't mean that your dog needs to be sniffing their rear ends. Doesn't mean that they have to be playing, but your dog's got to start being in close proximity. What is that? Well, I don't know where your dog's not freaking out. Maybe that's 20 feet. Maybe it's five feet. Maybe it's 50 feet. But you start there. You start giving lots of treats. Do that over and over and over at that distance. When that gets real comfortable, you start moving a little closer and you okay. start giving treats again, okay? Um, and that can take months as well. And you might have a dog that's never going to be going to doggy daycare. Not all dogs are social butterflies. And quite frankly, yeah. you know, the dachshund, uh, according to the American Temperament Society, is the most aggressive breed that's out there. Oh. Yeah. You know, they're, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, they're just, you know, the thing about the dogs is they're great dogs. I love them. They're, they're great, you know, but the thing about it is, you know, they can be nervous. They can be nervous dogs and they can have some real issues. So give that a try. Call us back. Let us know if that helps you. I'm Will Bangora. You're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX. We've got to go ahead and take a break and go to news, but when we come back, we will be taking more of your calls, so don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Dreams are nothing more than wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish to come true.
Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, that's what we do here at Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior training problems. Call me right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866 536 1100 and we're going to go ahead and go back to the phones. I believe we've got Roxanne from Tucson who's been waiting. Hey, Roxanne, welcome to Pit Talk today. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm doing good. How can I help you? Um, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old bipolar cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's um, He's been really aggressive since he was a kitten. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was just kitten behavior, but he's four and a half and it, sure. it's continuing. Yeah. Um, he's really aggressive with his toys and he's very aggressive with his food. Okay. Uh, like if I don't feed him when he wants to be fed, he'll, he'll swat me or bite me mm-hmm. or attack me. Got it. And, uh, <clears throat> so he's been doing that. And also when I pet him, um, he'll be fine for, for a little bit and he'll be purring and, and you know, moving around to receive the pets and then all of a sudden he's just on my head biting me. Mm. And it, there doesn't seem to be a trigger for it. Yeah. Um, yesterday I was putting Christmas lights up and, and I was stooped down in the floor and he jumped off his cat tree onto my head and just started clawing and biting my head. So this is a serious problem. Okay. And, and, one of the things that, and, and for all you cat people out there, okay, when you've got owner-directed aggression from a cat, and, and especially if you've got a cat that's been doing this since they were a kitten, and now they're older, you know, you've got a four-and-a-half-year-old cat, you need to talk to your veterinarian, okay? Again, people discount the neurochemical component, okay, the biophysiologic component to behavior. And it's a huge factor, especially when we're talking about owner-directed aggression, especially when we're talking about cats, okay? So there's medication that can help bring about balance within your dog's nervous system to bring about balance uh, because there's an imbalance in the neurochemistry and the culprit is serotonin. Okay, so you need to first thing you need to do is you need to talk to your vet. They need to do a full medical workup, rule out any other potential medical problems that also could be a contributing factor. And then once that's all ruled out, then hopefully they can start your cat on medication. As I was talking to the last person that that was talking about medication, it takes about four weeks for the medication to really kick in before you're going to be able to effectively evaluate um, how well the medication is helping your cat. Cats, they start out at a dose of uh, 0.5 milligrams per kilogram of weight, and that's uh, for fluxetine hydrochloride, which is the generic name for Prozac. But um, right. 
I want everybody to hear me because we've had a couple of calls about and, and we talked about medication. Listen, we're only talking about three to seven percent of the canine population and the feline population. You know, most dogs, most cats, they don't need to be on medication. Okay. But when you've got owner directed aggression and when this has been going on for a long time and, and you said something that's key, there doesn't appear to be a trigger. Now that doesn't mean there's not. Okay. Right. But there's lots of cats, there's lots of dogs out there that are being aggressive. So what does that mean? That means that they're viewing something as threatening because no animal goes into fight or flight unless they perceive something as threatening. Okay. And if we don't see something going on in the environment where there's any real threat, then there's some kind of disconnect in the brain they're responding more to internal stimuli than just the external stimuli um but before you start you know correcting your cat with a water sprayer or something like that you've got to go ahead and and make sure that you're working with your veterinarian okay the other thing that you want to begin to do is um I recommend that Marilyn, do you have pen and paper? Yes. All right, write this down. So Marilyn Krieger, okay, and she's got a book called Naughty No More. And it's all about clicker training. It's all about cats, okay? There's a lot of things that you can begin to do training-wise with your cat, all right, Um, and keeping your cat more engaged with you and create more enrichment activities, okay? And that will help you be more of a leader, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and default to her book because, you know, she wrote the Bible on that. The other thing you can do, um, if you have not subscribed to the Pet Talk Today podcast, get on Google, get online, do a Google search for Pet Talk Today podcast. Um, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the platforms that host podcasts, subscribe to that. You'll note that as you go through our different episodes, we've got um, an entire episode where we dealt with cats and and, uh, we had Marilyn Krieger on the show. Um, But start with that. Okay. You've got to start with going uh, to your, to your vet. Okay. Yeah. I've tried everything I can think of. I've tried to feel away and I play with him incessantly and you got to you got to start with your vet because again you've got that yeah you've got that component that's not been addressed and there might be other medical things too but but give that a shot okay give that a shot appreciate that call like all the calls from Tucson too we've got another caller from Tucson I think we've got Marie on the line Marie welcome to Pet Talk today how can I help you Hi yes um, we have a dog Lucy that we adopted about four ago. Um, out in California, she was bred for duck hunting originally, and we're about the third owner for her uh, besides the breeder mm-hmm. um, because they ended up not having the time to train her for duck hunting, and so she was useless. So they gave her <laughs> to a friend um, who actually ended up being the developers of the app Ways, um, but they were always gone and traveling and didn't have time, and they expected the Prozac that they tried to put her on uh, worked in within a week. And, you know, when it didn't, they got too frustrated and um, they gave her back to the friends that had given her to them. And um, 
they kept her outside in like a six by four kennel. I don't know really what it was, but it wasn't much out there. And so she was by herself. They had a smaller dog that they um, would keep inside. And so I think she was very lonely for a lot of her life. And she developed a few habits that we really haven't been able to uh, break of her. One was to chase like flies or any kind of flying insect, even if it's inside, which is the problem part. Because, um, you know, it doesn't matter what she might crash into um, trying to catch this bug that's flying around. Um, and that can be problematic. Um, and I think she just did that to, you know, ease her boredom when she was all by herself outside in the kennel. Um, we used to have a dachshund, um, but that one died in springtime, unfortunately. So now what she's been doing, um, and we work full-time at home, and we did before uh, coronavirus hit, um, but she will sit outside and just bark at us. She wants to be with us. Once she's inside, she's fine. She'll lay on her bed, no problem, but she will bark incessantly if she knows one of us is at home. If she sees us both leave, she's, she's fine. She's calm. She knows we're not there. There's no point in barking. But when we are home, she's barking at us to get in, and we try not to reinforce that. Like, I'll walk by the door but not actually open it until she stops barking and then come in and then let make her sit and then open the door. But it's still really um, troublesome or disturbing just because we are on the phone a lot mm-hmm. and with for work, and um, it's difficult to have to get up every time and let her in because she's barking. What kind of breed are Sorry. we talking about? She's a yellow lab, but on mm-hmm. the kind of more on the red, you know, fox yeah. side of things. One of the things um, you mentioned is that you said she was bred for duck hunting. Okay, and if she comes from hunting dog lines, okay, mm-hmm. you've got an incredible working dog. And if you don't have a job for this dog, and, and I'm not talking about throwing a ball around for 20 minutes. Right. If you don't That's have a she, job yeah, for definitely. this dog, <laughs> and, it, you know, yeah. you need to get this dog involved in, like, agility, in fly ball, some kind of dog sport that you can be working okay. on on a daily basis, something that you can really engage this dog. Okay. Have right. you have you gotten any professional help with a trainer? No, not yeah. with her. Um, you have you know, to because here's the those... th- here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've got mm-hmm. you've got problems that you probably need some professional help with. Okay. That fly yeah. chasing is a little bit of obsessive compulsive behavior. The fact yeah. that she's got some anxiety when she's outside and away from you, and that's a little uh, high strung. There, you know, she needs. Uh, she needs a job. You know, you need to find somebody that yeah. can help you to, um, you know, start doing obedience training, doing a lot, you know, not just physical activities, but uh-huh. mental yeah. activities. Okay. Hey, they've got great noses. If you can do some scent work games, mm-hmm. all right, you can get uh-huh. on Google, you can get on uh, YouTube and, and start, you know, learning about how to do some scent work with your dog, okay? That, mm-hmm. that'll make a huge difference. The other thing is, hey, do we need to have the dog outside that long? Oh, she's not. It's literally, we went outside to check the temperature and we go back inside and mm-hmm. we, you know, two minutes later she's barking at us. She'll wait for a little bit and mm-hmm. then she'll whine mm-hmm. and then it, you know, it progresses to barking if we have ignored her. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, she's the boss. My husband's here too. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing is that, you know, when she's in the house and barking, cause dogs do bark sometimes in their house, start correcting that with quiet. Make sure that she is quiet when you say that. Make sure you say it loud yeah, enough that it's unpleasant. Bark in the house. Not even when the doorbell yeah. rings or someone knocks the door? Uh, 
Uh, we see here's the mailman from the outside, you will, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about if somebody knocks on the door? Nobody knocks on the door. Nobody <laughs> ever knocks on the door? What if one of you got out there? What if one of you got out there and knocked on the door, rang the bell? Would she bark? Yeah, if she heard it. All right. So do that. Start teaching her what quiet yeah. is, okay, so that you can actually mm-hmm. use quiet when she's barking outside. Okay, you can Makes just sense. put a little yeah. leash and collar pressure on her when you say quiet, when she begins to bark. Then when mm-hmm. somebody knocks on the door, if she doesn't bark, then go ahead and reward her with food. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. that she understands what, what quiet means, right? Yeah. Because that when she's sense. in that frenzy outside, it's probably not going to happen. So you want to begin to be proactive because right now you're just being reactive. And all you can do there is punish, yeah. and that's just going to create more anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. want you to give that a try. Start correcting her, okay, uh, in the house, and then that'll start working outside, okay? I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. I like these Tucson calls. I'm your host, Will Bangora. You are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We've got to go ahead and take a quick break here so that we can hear from our sponsors. But when we come back, we will be talking to Christine in Tucson and Carrie in Phoenix. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. You ain't nothing but a hound. Welcome back, Hound Dogs. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you just fed up with your pet just not listening? Well... That's what we do here on Pet Talk Today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your dog and cat behavior problems. Call me right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to go right back to the phones. I believe we've got Christine in Tucson holding. Hey, Christine, welcome to Pit Talk today. Good morning, Will. Good I morning. Have just, I have just recently found out about your program. This is the first time I'm actually listening. Well, thank I you. Am, We're glad that you're listening. 
Yeah, I don't know if you've answered uh, questions that I'm going to ask before, but I'm calling on behalf of my mother who has a German Shepherd mix. Uh-huh. Um, she has had her since May, and we were the third people to have her. She was a stray. Uh-huh. She's, she's a year old this month, and she um, has an issue with jumping up on people, nipping their, especially their tummies. And uh, whenever uh, somebody comes in the house, she... It's not that she pees, but she dribbles throughout the house. There's tile floors, so we have to clean that up every time, and we're wondering what some things might be so that uh, we can stop those behaviors. Sure. One of the things I always tell people, if you've got a dog that has behavior problems and they're occurring in the house, a couple things. Number one, they've got to be in your eyesight so that you can correct a problem in the act if they are being destructive especially or if they're dribbling. Um, now, I don't know if this is potty training issue. I don't know if this is a dog that has excitable urination or submissive urination. But when I hear, too, that there's dribbling, you know, I want you to just think about, you know, do we need to get the dog into the vet? Do we need to have a urine uh, uh, urinalysis done? Is there maybe some problems with urinary tract infection, bladder infection? Maybe not, but I always like people to think about that when, when we're dealing with that. Um, you know, having a leash on the dog in the house. I know it sounds kind of crazy. We put leashes on the dog when we go outside and go for a walk. However, when we've got problems in the house and we need to correct the dog, We need to have the ability to do that. You know, if the dog will, you know, find a very firm no, uncomfortable enough that it will stop a behavior that it's engaged in, great. Not all dogs are going to do that. Some dogs are going to need a leash and collar correction along with that firm no, depending upon their temperament. If it's a really soft dog, yeah, you might be able to just look at it, it'll fall apart. But if it's a hard dog, you may have to give it a pretty decent correction. Um, with the jumping, okay, you can start being proactive. You can get excited. You can get the dog all jacked up so that it might want to jump on you only to correct the dog. I know there's going to be people out there that aren't going to like that. They're going to say, Why would you set the dog up for failure? Well, I'm not setting the dog up for failure. I'm teaching the dog. And, you know, if we don't have enough opportunity, enough repetition in a short enough period of time, learning doesn't happen with dogs. So if the jumping is intermittent, it's going to take maybe a long time to teach the dog when, guess what, we could take two, three days and we might be done with this if we are baiting the dog, trying to get the dog to jump up on us only to correct the dog. And, hey, I'm fair if the dog doesn't take the bait, and I want you to be fair. If the dog doesn't take the bait and doesn't jump, by gosh, you better immediately give a high-value food reward. We want to reward the fact that um, the dog's not jumping. And is this nipping happening when the jumping occurs? I'm sorry, say that again. Yes, the nipping does happen when she is jumping. She wants your attention, yeah. and so she's trying to nip at you right. so that you play with her constantly. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, you start correcting the jumping, that nipping will go away because it's related to the jumping, okay? The jumping's a precursor to that behavior. The other thing that you need to do is start working on a very, very reliable, very, very solid sit command. Begin proactively teaching sit with a very, very high-value food reward. Hey, if this dog's getting corrected for jumping and, and, and nipping at your belly 
and it's getting a high-value food reward for sitting. And also, start rewarding this dog when it's calm. You know, we're so good about wanting to correct problems. That, that that's that's us Americans, okay? You know, we will give all kinds of criticism to people, but we don't praise people, and we do the same thing with our dogs. We need to catch dogs when they're behaving good. Hey, you can start rewarding your dog when it sits on its own. You can start rewarding your dog when it lays down on its own. You can start rewarding your dog consistently when it's laying down and it's calm. You can start putting labels on these behaviors as the dogs offer the behavior. So they can start making associations. You know, your dog sits many times a day. When it sits, say sit, give it a food reward. It will then be able to start sitting when you ask for it. And then little by little, you start doing that with small distractions because it's only as good as the dog can do it when there's distractions. And little by little, you add more and more distractions. Okay. Um, your dog is young. Get your dog lots of exercise as well. And like I was telling a previous caller, not just physical exercise, but mentally stimulating the dog. Get on Amazon, find mental games, brain games for dogs. Um, start doing those things. You know, enroll your, you and your dog in uh, a local class, okay, there uh, in your community. Contact a dog trainer. Um, do that, and hopefully that will help. We're just about out of time today. I want to thank everybody that submitted their questions. Um, thank all of our listen listeners. I'm Will Bangora. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. We're here each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Don't go anywhere. Next up after the news is the Safe Money Show with Angie Samuels. Yeah.